0: Jeez. Recorded live.
1: Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Alcinea. It is Thursday, December 11, 2008. Are you a superstar? Do you want to become a superstar? Aligning with the positive divine essences of who you are as sent from the heavenly stars above is the most exciting way to express yourself in your higher and divine light. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners. Intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation, both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant, and clairaudient intuitive, a writer, public speaker, PR, and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www com or com. Thank you for joining the show this evening wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Chrissy Blaze, an international speaker, author, astrologer, and regular media guest who believes in applying astrology and metaphysics to everyday life as Practical Transformative Tools. She is a priest in the Aetherist Society for over 20 years and a longtime close student of Dr. King for 25 years until his passing 10 years ago. Chrissy speaks regularly at international conferences, seminars, workshops and lectures on topics from the power of the mind and prayer to life after death, astrology, healing and spiritual development. She is a state board certified teacher of holistic healing in California, qualified as a lecturer at the University of London, and holds a diploma in astrology from the Faculty of Astrological Studies in London. Chrissy has given hundreds of radio and television broadcasts, lectures, and workshops on the psychic and spiritual sciences. Chrissy has six published books four astrology books published by O Books, Power Prayer by Adams Media with a foreword by Marianne Williamson, and Workout for the Soul by Aslan Publishing. During the next hour, Chrissy will discuss her latest astrological book release, Superstar Signs, Sun Signs of Heroes, Celebrities, and You. Welcome, Chrissy. How are you? Oh, hello,
0: Dolphinia. I'm very happy to be on your show, so I'm great. I'm in a great mood.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. Well, it's an honor to have you back. We're always so excited to talk with you, and tonight's theme is Extra Exciting Superstar Signs.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much.
1: So great. So what was your inspiration for this book, in particular, Superstar Signs, Some Signs of Heroes, Celebrities, and You?
0: Well, actually, the idea came to me when I was totally unexpected, not expecting it. I had just been doing some pretty intense uh, spiritual practices, and um, the name, the title of the book, just dropped into my head, like just out of the blue. I hadn't been thinking of writing books. I'd just finished another one, really, and um, I didn't really know what it was. But I thought that's a good title, so the title came before the book. But anyway, it's almost like it was destined to be. And as the book sort of evolved, and the more I researched it, the more I was inspired by it. And um, I have to say, of all the books I've written, this was the most fun because I include in it 60 of my personal heroes from history, ancient and modern, but mainly from the past, who have inspired me. But the whole message behind this and how I like to use astrology, as you know, Dosnia, is to use it in order that you can inspire yourself you know it's like a tool a practical tool so I've kind of woven that within these biographies of inspiring people I've woven this kind of message that you too are a superstar you just have to find the key and um, that's I think what we're going to talk about today
1: (laughs) wonderful so you know having your expertise in astrology for so many years what's the basic value of astrology for individuals who are just learning about what what astrology actually is and I think also to clarify because there are so many different perceptions of astrology
0: yeah there's so many different methods uh, it's really really complicated when you first look at your chart and it's full of symbols and squiggles and it just is like a foreign language well it is it's just jargon and I actually have another book in which I try and translate this in a simple way but um, the value is, number one, We it's free, we're given this gift when we're born, which is given to all of us, which is our unique birth chart, it's absolutely unique to us, and um, it's a gift from the cosmos, if you like, which, if we can interpret it, or get someone to interpret it for us, gives us the secret that the contract, if you like, that our soul has made with us before birth, the path that our soul has agreed for us to take in this lifetime the lessons that our soul has laid out for us to um to learn and the opportunities that we have earned through good actions in the past all this is laid out and more the kind of direction we should take the kind of career we should take the kind of relationships we should avoid and so all this is there in our birth chart from the moment we're born Uh, which is an incredible gift, Um, really is a wonderful gift from the cosmos.
1: And in that birth chart, there are many different elements that we look at. And can you just overview those and then maybe elaborate upon the ones that are based in the premise of superstar signs?
0: Right, yes. Well, astrology is based on the fact that all the planets influence human behavior, as I think most people are aware how it works is another subject. Um, there are many different theories on how it works, but the thing is, it does work. And even though there are many different methods of astrology, they all work, so um, it's a great thing. But the, all the planets, the Mars, Jupiter, uh, Venus, Saturn, Mercury, whichever planet you want to look at, has a different effect on us, on our psyche. Um, for example, Mercury is our is the light in the eye. It's our intelligence. It's the way we communicate. It's our, um, the way we study things, where we, the way we move and so on. So it's communication. Venus is the way we connect with people, the way we um, have our understanding, the way we socialize. It's the planet of attraction and so forth. So all the planets have different influences on us. But I, the sun, and I must say the sun in the horoscope it's kind of greatly underestimated by some astrologers. But the sun is like the boss, if you like. I like to think of it as the boss. It's almost like, you know, when you have a magnet and you have iron filings and all the iron filings suddenly, um, when there's a magnet there, they will create order. You know, they'll become ordered. The sun is rather like the magnet in your horoscope. Once you have really understood your sun sign, and really kind of centered yourself in your sun sign, then everything else in your life kind of makes sense. Everything else comes into order. And I'm not saying it's that simple, but it really is a key. And um, it really is something that I try and put across in the book Superstar Signs. Number one, I go through the sun signs, and everybody knows their sun sign, um, and explain them in such a way that I think people have kind of a deeper understanding than maybe they had before. And then I illustrate the sun signs with all these different, wonderful, colorful characters from history who have shaped our world. Uh, And then I encourage people to um, really use their sun signs as a tool um, and to give them direction. So all the planets have influence, but the sun really is the boss. The sun is the one that is going to help us build character is going to help us go in the right direction because we all have different lessons to learn and we all have different directions to take and it helps us to find what's right for us you know how people often say you you know be centered center yourself and i used to wonder what does that really mean um but once you really understand your sun sign it can help you to um be balanced to center yourself to uh you know find kind of who you are we're all different there's 12 sun signs i know but it's a good starting place
1: yes and you know it's interesting metaphorically as you're speaking i'm seeing images and the first image that i see is the sun is the core source of all universal light in the third dimension and in this galaxy, and so that would make sense that the core of our character and being in, in this earthly dimension, to be clear, is represented by the sun and is illuminated with the character energies that you bring forth and mention in great depth about the essence of who we are and why we're here and how we can embrace our sun sign to then optimally positively express ourselves in the world hopefully through a path of service (laughs) yeah
0: that's a wonderful way to say it there dolphin (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean without the sun we're nothing because the sun is life the sun is constantly radiating pranas which are the universal life forces which give us life and so we wouldn't exist as we do without the sun it really is that important well we know that but The sun sign is kind of underestimated because in astrology, or or you know about your sun sign through reading the newspaper, and it's maybe a little bit trashy and, you know, it's just for fun or whatever, so it's kind of underestimated. But I'm hoping to, as well as Linda Goodman, she did this too in her wonderful classic book that she wrote years ago, I'm hoping to bring it back to a better status, you know.
1: Sure. Ha, ha, ha. That, that's good, and I definitely can say that you captivated myself and I'm sure many others with this book, Superstar Signs, um, because the approach you take is very authentic. It has a lot of humor, and you really bring through some great examples of people who we're aware of today, such as Al Gore and Angelona, Angelina Jolie, uh, along with Marianne Williamson, Bill Gates. You know, there are some great individuals, Madonna, but you also went into the heroes of of our history. And that included, you know, Mahatma Gandhi and John Lennon and some other, Mark Twain. I mean, just some amazing individuals. So, you know what I'd love to do, if you're willing, is to just overview um, each of the signs, and then maybe their basic meaning, you know, Aries, such as the courageous pioneer, just to give the audience the essence of what you offer from each sign, but then of course, we'll leave some room for them to delve into the book themselves. (laughs) Oh,
0: sure. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, Okay, great. And I have to start with Aries because it's the first sign of the zodiac starts um, March the 21st each year. And it's also my sign. What's your sun sign, Dulcinea?
1: I am a Libra.
0: Oh, that's right. I remember now. So what I could do is do the Aries and then the opposite sign, the Libra, Aries, Libra, Taurus, Scorpio, because um, the opposite signs have quite a lot in common with each other.
1: That's and, great. Um,
0: yeah, and sometimes you're quite similar to your opposite sign, and that if you if you find yourself being too much like your opposite sign, it means you're slightly out of balance and you have to get back on track. So I'll talk about that. But the first sign, Aries, um, I'm an Aries. I have to say that one of my heroes here was Al Gore, and he's an Aries. And he was the one person, I, I sent this book out to, to some of my modern heroes in the book, um, you know, after I'd written it, after it was published, and he wrote me a lovely letter, I have to say, so I just wanted to say that over the air. Thank you, uh, Al Gore, for the personal letter, personally signed. He, he said some very nice things about the book, so that was a, a real joy. So
1: Very validating. Yeah.
0: Aries, they have, to, um, they have to be out there on the edge. If you're an Aries listening in, and life is too dull, or you're taking the cautious route, then I say to, you, say to you, you have to get out there on the edge. And when somebody says to you, oh, no, you can't do that um, because other people don't like it or whatever, don't worry, because an Aries is born to um, not worry too much about what other people think. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it's,
0: it's really to go against the grain at times not to be a pain in the neck, but just because their soul is pushing. In the past, they have done too much. They've been too much that way. They've worried too much about other people. They've been people pleasers. They've um, they've um, taken the cautious way. They've worked well in teams and all this. But now in this lifetime, they have to develop their individuality. And that often means not listening to other people. And when... When somebody asks an Aries a question, they have to approach it, they should approach it from a very authentic place. What do they really feel? Not just saying something that they know the other person wants to hear, but what really is true for them. This is the approach that the Aries should take. And if the Aries takes this approach, then they will get to the place in life that is right, that is authentic for them. And that really is a key for the Aries. So it's just in a nutshell, very briefly, is that about the length I should talk, do you think, Dulcinea? Because I have got 12 signs to cover. I don't know if you want to sure, interject anything sure. about And then that.
1: maybe um, also let's touch upon just a couple of the superstars that you mentioned and why they were so notorious and meaningful for you.
0: Yeah, well, I'll start with Al Gore since I did mention him. Sure. And he was quite an individual, as you know, and... I must say, when he lost the election, I did think that he should fight in true Aries fashion. And I'm not being political here, but I thought, well, he should have fought for that presidency because it was was debatable, you know, if you remember. I'm sure you do. And um, I thought he should be an Aries and he should fight for it. And later on, I realized that what he was doing, in fact, he was being authentically true to himself, I believe, because what his real passion is, I think more even than the presidency, is his environmental work. And when I saw his film, I realized that he is living his passion and that's something else that Aries has to do. They have to live their passion. And probably the presidency, perhaps that wasn't really his passion. You know, it was an interesting thing. Uh, Because I think if it had been, he would have fought. Um, But anyway, that's an aside really. But he's proven himself to be a typical Aries and that he's been out there on the edge banging away at this environmental uh, issues for over 30 years before people had even heard about it and making himself very unpopular which Aries often do <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's one of he's my modern Aries hero and,
1: and, and he is uh, the courageous pioneer <laughs> the
0: courageous pioneer yeah And uh, people laugh at him, they mock at him. He also has this wonderful self-deprecating sort of humor where he can laugh at himself, which is very good for the Aries to do. Um, William Wordsworth is another one who's kind of an inspiring one. I mean, I love his his poetry and so forth, but he was a great idealist. And often Aries are tremendous idealists. But one of the lessons they have to learn is to be a practical idealist. And I know at the time... Um, he was very inspired by the French Revolution. And um, when he saw, though, all the bloodshed that ensued and so on, he, he and the fact that um, he was inspired by the ideals of the French Revolution, lib- you know, liberty, freedom, equality, brotherhood. But it was the bloodshed that kind of, you know, it shocked him. And he kind of lost his ideals for a while. And then he regained them in a more practical way. And this is something that often Aries... Um, have to learn how to be idealistic and also be realistic at the same time uh, because it's naturally a very idealistic sign. Um, so I just want to is- talk a little about the opposite sign of Libra who I-, I just mentioned that Aries, they mustn't you know, say, well they mustn't, but it's best not to say what other people want them to say and everything. Now Libra, on the other hand, also yeah, <laughs> probably has had lifetimes going out there being a pioneer and doing exactly what they want because often and I'm not talking about you Dulcinea, often they come into this life quite self-centered and learning the lesson of relating to other people and learning the lesson of understanding others and having to kind of pull their themselves in a bit and consider others and um getting into relationship very interesting that you're in this situation Dosnya where you are interviewing people one on one this is that Libran's absolutely really fantastic at that counseling um, that sort of one on one thing where they're in relationship with another person it doesn't necessarily mean they're in they have to sort of go off and get married and whatever. it's it's relating is what they're here to learn to understand to perfect and also um and I'm not saying they have to be people pleasers or anything like that, but they're learning to consider others. They're learning the fine, delicate art of um, negotiation, of mediation, and all these wonderful um, diplomatic skills, of social graces that they can be so charming and so um, wonderfully well bred and so forth. So all these, all these things, whereas Aries can be a bit of a rough neck, you know. I'm um, not saying we all are, but um they're learning to be a warrior. The the Librans are learning about refinement. So they're kind of two opposite lessons here. And, I can agree um,
1: with that. <laughs> yeah, and there's
0: a little bit of each in both, you know. And um sometimes you probably feel that, you know, you want to go off and do your thing and you have to sort of pull yourself back. Have you had that experience as a
1: most certainly, most certainly I, I liked the analogy in the book of the Libra with the pendulum and, <laughs> um, that you know, going from one extreme to the other and then learning to find the middle. That's definitely how I've written it in my journal uh, many a times on my journey to get to this current path I'm in now. It was really like taking myself out of complete balance to really restore a sustainable balance.
0: Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> You was such a, a wonderful way of putting things, though, to me.
1: Thank wonderful. you.
0: Thank you. I probably have to speed through them a bit because I um, otherwise I might get stuck on the first few, but I'll just talk about one Libran who inspired me, and that is John Lennon, as you mentioned. Um, you can see how he evolved into a Libran because early on he was kind of rough and ready. He wasn't from Liverpool in England, which is a kind of a rough place, you know. He was rough and ready and out there on the edge, wasn't he? I mean, he was definitely had some of that Aries rough stuff going on and a a warrior and a fighter and he didn't care what people thought and all this. And then what happened? There was this kind of evolution going on where he discovered another person in the form of Yoko Ono and suddenly it was all about relationship. And then another great message of the Libra and it was all about peace, give peace a chance. And it has been said that um, he was becoming so influential for the cause of peace, and that's the reason he was assassinated. I don't know if that's true, but certainly um, he was making—he was making a lot of. Uh, he was really influencing a lot of people with that message of peace, and I think that was interesting sort of evolution that you saw through his life, where he dis- he discovered another, and suddenly, you know, relationship was a huge thing to him. And but he didn't—he didn't just use that. He wasn't just sort of entrapped in that one relationship, but used that to kind of spread this influence throughout the world of, of um, love and peace. Uh, so, that, I'm not saying he was a perfect person, I'm saying he was a great example, I think, of this evolution of a person into their sun sign. Um, so if you want to add anything about the Librans before I go on to the, the Taurus uh, Dawson, uh No,
1: I would just definitely validate that very much of what you said is just really um, seeking that balance, learning to be objective, and learning to work with other people in a balanced fashion. And I loved when you said that relationships are like the uh, the plague for a Libra. And and I think that that is so true. It's, we, we can appear so charming and social but then it really um, has to be developed, as you've mentioned, to work one on one. So I think I think that fit right with uh, my own experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, often people they read their sun sign and then they kind of say, Well, I'm nothing like that. But that's because we're here learning to be our sun sign. So if you read your, if you're out there listening and say, Well, I, don't, I can't really, I'm not really like a, a Taurus or whatever. I'm, you know, I don't like that. That's because you're learning about that. We have to grow into it. And the more we grow into it, the more we develop our character. It's all about making choices it's all about you know develop- uh, using our free will in the right way and so forth and the more we do that, the more we develop character and our sunshine is like our character, if you like, as opposed to our personality because character is something more spiritual isn't it It's more um, uh, the character is is having ethics it's having um I can't think of the word, but integrity.
1: Yes, that divine expression of the higher self can be defined as character. I think.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, so the sun sign leads us the way towards more towards our higher self if we use the higher aspects of it. Of course, the planets also—they're constantly radiating energy to us—and but we will use that energy and translate that energy according to our level of conscious awareness so you can get two people both born under the sign of taurus for example and they will manifest that very differently they'll manifest those energies coming to them very differently and but the more we learn about the sign of taurus and the higher aspects of that the more we can start to manifest that consciously as well so let's come on to taurus um i call it the artistic builder you know, because people think of Taurus, where they're very stubborn and they're kind of down to earth, and it's an earth sign, and they are down to earth. But they're also ruled by Venus, so they are. It's a very artistic sign too, and some of the greatest artists and sculptors. People are very earthy with this artistic sense. It often translates into the artist or the sculptor or something like along these lines. And also, people because they're sensual, very related to the senses. The five senses. Um, that also makes them a good artists and so forth. But also, um, they can be good gourmets, good chefs, um, great uh, um, a discernment of uh, good things. You know, they like the 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 touch of cashmere on the skin and the feel of this, and they they like to smell the roses and tend to nature. They're very attuned to nature, and so they're here on this earth born under the sign of Taurus to learn all about what the material world has to offer, which is interesting because, you know, we think we're here learning about spirituality. Well, yes, we are, but through the material world, we can also gain uh, spiritual expression. For example, a person, as you mentioned earlier, Dulcinea, we hear about learning to give service. Well, um, a person can learn so much about the material world and, and millions of dollars, and then they have a choice. What do they do with that money? And the choice could be they want to give service, they want to donate it to worthy causes and so on. And So that's an, uh, an example of how someone can really gain mastery of the, this material world as Taurus and the other earth signs uh, are here on earth learning to do, and then use this mastery in service to others. And that's not, of course, not the only way they can do it. Uh, Some of the people in the book um, who did that, and one wonderful example, tremendously inspiring, was Florence Nightingale, who was a Taurus. And she showed her extreme determination. Because imagine a woman, it was during the Crimean War, when uh, women were considered nothing, you know. And uh, she wanted to go out there and tend to the sick and you know people just and she was born from a very wealthy family too so her family didn't want her to do it and um the doctors didn't want her to do it but she had this tremendous determination which is a the hallmark of a an enlightened or an aware um Taurus they have this tremendous willpower and determination and once they set their mind on something they never give up and she didn't give up and i think she demonstrated this wonderful practicality that Taurus has too of being able to really nuts and bolts help other people you know she and using this discernment which the the uh the uh, Taurus has a discernment she could see you know and feel and taste and smell the disgusting conditions in the hospitals and work out through her intelligence what to do about it and with her determination really push through to make things better for these people because not only are they um, when I say the Taurus is very sensual, it almost sounds like it in, a, in a, a selfish way, but the enlightened Taurus wants these wonderful conditions on Earth for everybody. And as Florence Nightingale, she couldn't bear to see people suffering. And she, did, she worked really hard to um, alleviate suffering and really, really succeeded. So she's a shining light. And to be honest, I'd read the book just for her because she's so Mm -hmm. wonderful.
1: And what Um, is the opposite sign of the artistic builder?
0: The opposite sign is Scorpio. And um, whereas Taurus is very much attuned to the earth, the sign of Scorpio is equally as as, um, stubborn, I was going to say. They're both fixed signs. Um, is equally as fixed, if you like, but it's water, so it's more related to the emotions. And being fixed water, this is a very deep emotion. It's rather like the still lake, and you're not sure what's under it. Anyone who knows the Scorpio knows that they sort of carry secrets. You know, you can never quite get to the bottom of them, and they're rather m- badly maligned. You know, <laughs> but here is a. A, a very passionate person, a person of great intensity. And if, if your life is too um, dull, if your are Scorpio and your life is too dull and too routine, now the Taurus, on the other hand, is searching for routine, is learning to go with the flow of nature. But the Scorpio is learning, rather like the Aries, and they're both ruled by Mars, to go out on the edge there, to gamble a little bit with life. To not to gamble, but to gamble with life, to take risk, um, and to uh, learn the depths is to go be under the surface. They're not here just to trot along on the surface of life, uh, you know, getting a, a house and a family and what well, they can get, all that. But they have to go deeper because if Scorpios don't, if they ignore these hidden depths within them, then life will manifest situations that will push them deeper and they can they can be difficult things right because they're here on earth they say the sign of scorpio is born um as a sign of test now scorpios out there listening don't worry too much because you can pass those tests and gain mastery in a way that other signs it's more difficult for other signs to do so they're here to go deeper they're here to really reveal their to reveal to themselves their emotions to uncover the mysteries of life and all these things to go beyond beyond scratching the surface to go really deep and to really live an intense full passionate rich life and um to really also become great healers and i have to say the taurus and the scorpio everybody i believe is a healer by the way But Taurus and Scorpio have a lot of magnetic energy at their disposal, so they are natural healers. Much easier for them um, than some of the other signs to tap into this natural magnetism. And the Scorpio especially has this whole side of them where they want to transform people. They want to transform their own nature. It's a sign of alchemy, the lower nature into the higher. And also the evolved Scorpio will want to transform other people through healing um, to help and heal them. One of my favorite signs, actually, I have to say, is, is Scorpio. I've known some wonderful Scorpios. Paracelsus, the founder of modern medicine, was a, a Scorpio. Um, Monet, the great artist, my, my favorite artist is Scorpio, He was a passionate man. I mean, I have, have you ever seen one of his originals, Dulcinea? <laughs>
1: absolutely you can feel the vibration oh. uh the aura in essence of the of the uh of the painting of the artistic creation
0: isn't that so true i mean i went to um the museum in in los angeles and they had his original paintings there's one room where they had um one of his paintings of water lilies which he's done many um just on its own in this room and the lighting was such that i stood there and tears rolled down my cheeks this has never happened to me before and I had an epiphany. I, I seemed to know what this man was feeling. He yes. had put his feelings into this painting. And this is what Scorpios can do. They have so much feeling. And they're here to express that feeling, to inspire and uplift other people. So wonderful man. I better go on with the signs, otherwise we'll run out of time, shall I? Uh-huh.
1: Shall I carry on? Um, yes. So there we have
0: the next two, uh, Gemini and Sagittarius two opposites, they're both, um, or Gemini is an air sign, ruled by Mercury, and Sagittarius is a fire sign, but they're both similar in that they are eternal students, (laughs) they both love to learn and to study, but in different ways. The Gemini is here, has come into this life uh, to learn all the different myriad Aspects of life and all the choices and one of the hardest thing a Gemini can do is to make a choice and in fact they're not they're almost not meant to because they're the person who weighs up all the different choices who learns all the myriad of things and can sort of um, master the uh, communication everyday communications can uh, put things across in other words I want to say they're the great teachers. They're the great writers. They're the great communicators. They can uh, put across things in a very uh, simple way. They have great minds, very fast minds, very fast thinking, and um, they're here to articulate. And many people I meet who are Gemini's, they're quiet and they don't talk, and they, you know, they keep themselves to themselves. If you are a Gemini out there listening and you're like that, you need to be expressing your wonderful intellect. In some way. It doesn't have to be through talking, but either through writing or through teaching or some way you need to be expressing that, or even through um, painting um, or just communicating in some way. The higher aspect of Gemini is a person who can almost read your thoughts because they have telepathic ability. Um, Alice Bailey is a great example. Have you heard of Alice? I'm sure you have Dulcinea. She, she's a wonderful Theosophist, and um, she—I really liked her. I—I lo- I read her biography, and she's a wonderful person. And she, from an early age, she was a very difficult child. And then, from an early age, she was visited by a member of the spiritual hierarchy of Earth, and told that she was going to be—they were going to work with her—but she had to change her personality because she was too difficult for them. And overnight, this child—and I think she was only about seven—I don't know, she was quite young. Um she changed her personality and her parents thought she was sick and everything but in fact she was, she was just um wanting to you know work with the spiritual hierarchy. He was a very advanced lady by the way. And it turns out that she was contacted later on by the master Dwal Kool from the spiritual hierarchy who proceeded to give telepathic uh, communications to her over many many years and she produced volumes and volumes of books directly from this great master. As well as teachings through her own writings. So here was a tremendous example of an enlightened Gemini here on Earth uh, to be not just a teacher but also a channel for communication from the higher spheres. So here is an enlightened Gemini, if you like. Now, the opposite sign of Sagittarius is also an eternal student, but they are here. In the past, they too have been uh, involved in myriad things and learning and studying and you know they've got most gemini's can tell you every little fact and figure and you know they do really really well on game shows because they always have the answers but the sagittarius is here to choose a path out of all those myriad paths is to choose one path and stick to it is to choose um their path in life. I'm not just saying one, but it's to sort of narrow down the choices. It's to specialize, in in other words. And um, they often go on and develop the higher mind as well. And this is, again, one of the purposes of the Sagittarius. They're called the adventurer because they're here to, like the Aries, is to go out there on the edge to learn all that life has to offer, not just, um, mental, through uh, you know, specializing in their study, learning all about a certain subject, not just the mental um, environment, but also adventurous uh, physically. By, they often travel, and you'll always find Sagittarius living in other countries and so forth, but also spiritually. They're, in this life, they're here, as all people are actually to a certain extent, but certainly the Sagittarius is to take to a spiritual path, because they've had lifetimes of learning all different parts, and this lifetime it's to choose well and stand fast. And um, one person, I have several people who did that. One also, they, they can be great orators. They're Jupiter ruled, and they they need growth in their lives. So if you're a Sagittarius and you feel kind of stuck. Then you're not. You need to balance yourself. You need to centre yourself in your sun sign because this sign is all about growth. They need to feel that they're growing, they're learning, uh, their life is is getting bigger, is more. Um, Winston Churchill was a wonderful example. And often they they keep growing while other people have stopped. You know, Uh, they can keep growing all their lifetime. He he started. I mean, in his lifetime, he had quite a lot of. Failure and not much success, and it wasn't till World War Two that um, he was kind of called upon. He had his moment, and there he um, really was able to inspire people through his great oratory. And this is something too that the the evolved Sagittarian uh, is able to draw down through them this great inspiration, which often is translating it. Let, translated in the form of oratory, or in the case of Beethoven in great music, in the case of Jane Austen and Mark Twain in great writing. So they are the inspirers um, of the galaxy. The Gemini, the opposite, is the teacher, the, the telepathic one, the communicator. The Sagittarius is also the student, but more of the inspirer, the orator, and so forth. Any, anything you want to add about those two before I go oh, on?
1: I'd love to. You know, I, when I read the Gemini, um, when the clever messenger, interestingly, my mom and my brother, several of the gentlemen that I've dated throughout my life, my best friend of 15 years, and my ex-husband are all Geminis. Oh, really? And, and of course, I have a path of communication, as, as we can see here at the radio show, so learning to communicate with them is like trying to pull teeth at the dentist <laughs> <laughs> really? for, for me. So it really, reading the information, it really validated that they're here to learn communication and that we were facilitating one another developing that. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Of course, at different depths and different dimensions with different relationships, but as a whole, if you asked me, how could I have improved all the relationships with the Geminis? Hand them your meditation. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> that yeah. would have been a great start. <laughs>
0: yeah, they really just start, say to a Gemini, they don't know what to say, just stop talking, you know, it'll come, you know, just take that step.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yes, I had to share. That's my personal uh-huh. experience. <laughs> well, thank you. That's a good good example there. So I'm going. I, I realise probably I have to speed up now. Um, I'm going to talk now about cancer and the opposite sign of Capricorn. Cancer is the ruled by the Moon. It's a very, very sensitive sign. And coming into this life, they probably in past lives they were quite um, achievement oriented and out there in the world, achieving things and you know doing great things in the world. And in this life. They've come to learn about the personal and um, life can be difficult for them because they're so sensitive and so related to the emotions, it's another water sign like Scorpio, that they feel so much. They're psychic, their psychic antenna is out there all the time and they're learning how to deal with that and so it can kind of be a difficult sign. Um, But the thing for them is to center themselves in their psychic nature, in their emotional nature, by listening to their gut feelings, not ignoring them. And I'm saying that because I know a few cancers who do ignore them. And then they go and make mistakes. You know, they go out there and they want to achieve and all that. And it's okay. Cancers, of course, can achieve, and they often do. Um, And they're quite good at retaining power, I have to say, as well. Cancers is quite a retentive sign, have a very retentive memory, They'll never forget anything. If you said something to a cancer 25 years ago and upset them, they will remember it to this day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they will
0: never forget, which actually means that makes them very good storytellers too. So this is the positive side. If you're a cancer listening, uh, you, you put your memory to good use and write it in a journal. Keep a diary because one day you'll write a wonderful biography or something like that. You have this Fantastic memory for details because your experiences kind of imprint themselves on your emotions. You live your life through the emotions, and if you're not, if you're feeling unbalanced, if you're probably avoiding emotions because you're so sensitive, then try and, things like meditation are very good for the cancers. Reflection, Spiritual practice is good for all the signs, of course, but particularly the sensitive signs. And developing your psychic nature because this is going to be your best friend. This is going to tell you the people to trust and the people to avoid. This is going to lead you to great heights. Um, Marianne Williamson is a friend of mine. She's a wonderful example of a cancer. The whole... Um, inclination of a cancer is to nurture people they are the eternal mother the nurturer of the zodiac and um, even when Marianne like 30 years ago she was living in Los Angeles people often don't know this about her they know her as an author an inspirer of people but she's also such a kind compassionate soul as the best cancers are and they love to nurture she started this Project Angel Food, where she arranged uh, for food to be delivered to uh, AIDS patients. And this was like in the 70s, and most people hadn't even heard about AIDS, you know. And so she started this Project Angel Food, which I think even today is even today is still continuing, um, has grown and grown and grown. So this is a wonderful example of the nurturing of cancer, not just nurturing yourself or your family, but also, as she has demonstrated, the whole world. And so this is an example of an enlightened cancer. Now, the opposite sign, if you're born under the sign of Capricorn, and I have to say when I wrote this book, that I had so many Capricorns to choose from because they've come into this life learning about achievement out there in the world. Uh Probably you know some Capricorns that are pretty well homebodies and they might be couch potatoes and sitting there and never want to do much. But get on with it because theirs is all about learning how to set goals and how to achieve those goals. And um, a lot of my heroes from history um, did that. And uh, these are inspiring figures. And um, let me just think about who they were now. So I had in the Capricorns, oh, J.R.R. Tolkien, of course, Lord of the Rings. I mean, what an achievement that was. That was a masterpiece. Um, Swami Vivekananda, Martin Luther King. Fantastic example of people who really went out there and shook the world with their wisdom and their um, powerful message. They, this is a, a sign of great strength. It's ruled by Saturn, which is called the Great Teacher in astrology, and tremendous strength these people when they put their mind to it. I have to say that Capricorn as a child can be difficult, and if you are a parent who has a Capricorn child, then and they're perhaps be a little bit slower to learn than other ch- children, don't worry, because they're going to excel. They just take a little bit of while to get going. And what you should do is give them responsibility, because they really relate to responsibility. They really do well with responsibility. If they don't have any, that's when life can get difficult. So take on responsibility. Set your goals. Take one step at a time and work towards Uh, your goals and you can succeed at tremendous achievement you can move the world just like martin luther Luther king did you can change society forever you know you can really do whatever you set out to do if you're a capricorn so before i move on to the next uh one anything you want to add to that (laughs) Dolphine?
1: Yeah, well, I think I don't have too much familiarity with Capricorns in my personal experience, but from what I read is if they can focus, they can achieve.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. The concentration, the focus is a huge thing for them. Uh, Very unlike the opposite sign, because that's all about learning to listen to your gut. So it's a a whole different thing, you see. The Capricorn um, is sort of learning about detachment, is learning about not being so personal it's almost about being impersonal about seeing you know the larger picture if you like and that brings me to the next two um which is leo and aquarius now leo is the the um ruled by the sun and they are often sunny or here to be sunny dispositions People often say nasty things about Leo in astrology books. In fact, I did a class recently and one Leo lady there said, in all my life I've never heard anyone say nice things about Leo and you've said some really nice things and I feel so happy and so appreciated and thank you so much. (laughs) Uh One thing is that Leos need an awful lot of appreciation. Not to grow their egos because they're born with... Healthy um, egos, and there's nothing wrong. I don't believe there's anything wrong with ego as long as it's a healthy one, it's a positive one, and it's used in a positive way. But um, appreciation is almost like balm for their souls. They don't like to be ignored, and they need to be in the limelight because what the Leo person is learning in this lifetime is about leadership, is about being at the center of the universe, and then giving to all your subjects, and I'm being facetious here, um, your generosity, rather like the sun, radiating your love to all around you. So in order to do that, they need to kind of be at the center of a universe. So whatever, if you're a Leo out there and you kind of feel underappreciated and ignored, then put yourself at the center of something. Go out there and join an amateur dramatics group, something where you're in the limelight, whatever it is. Be good at something that nobody else is good at. Become an expert chef and go out there and, you know, feed people and make people happy because the creative urge is so important for the Leo to undertake that and to be appreciated. And the evolved Leo is the one who will always um, appreciate other people and give to other people extremely generous, extremely magnanimous uh, and so forth and they have great strength and great integrity and pride which can um, be there for or can spur them on to do great things. And uh, one Leo, I just want to say, I have to, it, it's not necessarily a great hero of mine, but someone who um, I had to put in this book was Arnold Schwarzenegger, because to me he Embodies the sort of the perfect Leo in a way because here's a man who's really developed himself, has put himself in the limelight there, and has been a great actor. And you just have to—he just makes you feel happy looking at him because he's such a fine specimen of a man. And he's it's kind of what does these films where he's always rather humorous, and and um, he's sort of moved on from that. And you see how he's evolved into, you know, wanting to um, affect society, as being the governor of California, and he's sort of grown, and you've watched him grown over the years, and it's quite an interesting transformation, and um, I think that was kind of, uh, it was an interesting person to read about and to write about, with the opposite sign, whereas Leo is here about developing um, their individuality, the opposite sign of Aquarius is is rather about, they've they've come into this life often with a lot of confidence and a lot of individuality that the Leo is learning to develop. And they're here learning to affect society as a whole. They're here learning to work in groups and empower groups and so forth. So it's kind of an opposite lesson, if you like. And um, just as Leo is learning to become their unique person and learn really who they are, Aquarius is learning the uniqueness of everybody and is learning about understanding of other people and it's not by chance that the astrology is ruled by um, the Aquarius. It's an, account, an Aquarian study, if you like, the study of learning about other people. I'm looking at the time here, Dulcinea, and I realize I've got to just do the last two probably, don't you think, unless you want to add anything to uh, Leo and Aquarius.
1: Well, I think the Aquarius that was really—they were very all intriguing. Um, Abraham Lincoln, Charles Dickens, Oprah Winfrey, Dr. George King, your personal influence, Galileo. So, Aquarius is rich with people who have who have inspired humanity. So, if you want to inspire humanity or want to relate and learn more, Superstar Signs offers great information. So, you can lead us into the last two.
0: Yeah, I have to just say one thing about Aquarius that my own spiritual master, Dr. George King, was. Uh, an example of a highly enlightened and aware Aquarian. He really was able to think outside the box. He was able to use his great mind to uh, communicate with um, enlightened beings and bring through uh, wonderful uh, communications of wisdom. And So uh, they too are great movers and shakers of society, and he demonstrated that. He invented, he, they're great inventors too, he invented um, scientific Um, things that have changed society Um, he combined science and spirituality and so they really are uh, pioneers of this age if you like, the Aquarian age and he was a great example so just moving on to the last two yes, Uh, Virgo which is another underestimated sign Uh, an earth sign and the sign of Pisces the last two Uh, Virgos um, I love Virgos and in fact I think if the world was populated by Virgos we wouldn't have any problems because they're so um, conscious, but they're coming into this life learning about discrimination and discernment because the Virgo is a person who is very kind and thoughtful and they always want to help people, the best Virgos. But what happens is that people will lean on them and put on them. And if you're listening to them and say, hey, yeah, that's me. Well, you're learning to discern. You only have a certain amount of time and energy and you have to work out who you're going to help and what's the best cause for you to to assist with you know in your lifetime uh, because otherwise you're going to be the one left behind at work everybody else has gone home for the day faxing things and filing things and doing all that kind of you know just tasks that have to be done so make sure you have something something in your life of great service it's a sign related to service and service really is the I believe, the religion of these days. And so they truly understand service, but they they have to learn about it in its highest sense, not in the sense of servitude. Um, So that's a big lesson for the Virgos. And uh, they, like the Leos, need lots of appreciation because unlike the Leos, they usually lack confidence, but they don't need to because there are some fantastic people. Mother Teresa is one, what an example. This is a strong sign. Mother Teresa, you should read about her because she was a firebrand of a woman. Um, Andrea Bocelli is a great example of the skill of a Scorpio. They have this ability to really learn something and reach the heights with it. They're very, very skillful at what they do. And he's a tremendous example and dedicated to um, perfecting. Perfection is, is one word, for, for the Scorpios to learn, and a constant lesson for them actually. The opposite sign of Pisces, um, while Virgo is very much grounded in the world, it's an earth sign like Taurus and Capricorn, uh, are learning to master the world. Pisces is another water sign, and it's also um, a mutable water sign, so they can have problems in the world. Um, because they are not so related to the world. They're related to the world of, the kind of psychic world, the world of emotions again. Very, very sensitive, probably the most sensitive of all the signs. And they are, I call them the romantic mystics, because they're much more at home in the world, the mysterious world of um, the other planes of existence. They're often quite psychic. Um, And if they're not, and they need to develop that side, that mystical side um Michelangelo is one Edgar Casey, a wonderful example, Albert Einstein, even though a scientist was a scientist, mystic was he not because he often talked about the you know the mysteries of, of space and how you know um, the inf- the great cosmos and how we're we're here learning um about the mysteries and so forth. So he wasn't a normal everyday scientist. He was a a scientist and a mystic. Um, And so these were people highly aware, highly enlightened and attuned to these other realms. And this is a great lesson for the Pisces because often they can be, if they're not careful, they can be a bit confused about life and the meaning of life. Well, in a nutshell, and I'll finish on this note, they are here to learn about spirituality. They are here to learn to apply the, spiritual teachings and philosophies to their lives and to help and heal and serve other people.
1: Wow, that is superstar signs, sun signs of heroes, celebrities, and you in a nutshell. Thank you so Uh much, Chrissy, for overviewing that. That gives us such good insight. I want to let people know that they can find Chrissy Blaze on the web at www.chrissyblaze.com. Also, I'd like to mention that each of these signs includes in the book how to become a superstar section, karmic tests, and a meditation to optimize the positive expression expression characteristics of each sign. So this is a very resourceful tool that can maximize you expressing you in your higher self. You can purchase the book on Chrissy's website. Again, that's www.chrissyblaze.com. She looks forward to hearing from you today. You are a superstar, a divine being with infinite potential to create and experience all that your heart desires and more. Seeking to align yourself with the higher essence of who you are, have always been, and will always be by further understanding the inherent location of the stars and the interactive galactic forces amongst the heavens that offer meaningful insight into your personality, characteristics, interest, character, and more of the truth of who you are. Delve into your divine self and remind yourself that you are a superstar, that you can create the heavens on earth by shining your light and focusing on service for the higher good of all. Evolution Revolution has partnered with Elevated Existence in our first collaborative column that can be read in the online December 2008 issue found at www. The two-page feature column with author Robert Schwartz leads the reader to question the possibility of pre-birth planning and its role in one's life experience. This powerful and provocative question can lend great compassion and understanding to the suffering, joy, patterns, relationships, and the powerfully unique life experiences that each and every human has imprinted in their soul, mind, and body please be sure to read the two-page column excerpt of the wonderful and innovative spiritual magazine, Elevated Existence. It can be found again at www.elevatedexistence.com. I want to personally invite you to join the most recent opportunity to align with your inner spirit through an upcoming tele-seminar experience with me called Peace Within. This will happen next Tuesday, December 16th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 4.30 p.m. Hawaii Time on the topic of infinite, abundant, eternal, and deserving inner peace. Inner peace is something that all humans on Earth are seeking and this is an opportunity to realign with the true source of your being through an experience focused on inner peace by acknowledging the fundamental element of every aspect of your being from the cellular DNA and RNA to the rainbow of colors that comprise your energy body You will vibrate with your unique essence of inner peace and a divine and most powerful experience. You can find more information on the web at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com under the events and classes tab. Also coming up in January 2009, there will be a teleseminar with me on January 13th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. On the topic of manifesting infinite abundance and prosperity, you can find more information again on the website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com under events and classes. Coming up on next week on December 18th, Jerry Wenstrom will appear with his passionate warrior story of transformation during his personal spiritual journey in his long-lived book, The Inspired Heart, An Artist's Journey of Transformation. On December 25th, Robert Friedman will share his recently released Children's Parable that he co-wrote with world-renowned author Eckhart Tolle that gently reminds people of all ages to readily embrace the happiness that each moment offers in the spirited book, Milton's Secret, an adventure of discovery through then, when, and the power of now. Please join us for a most memorable moment this holiday season. Coming up on January 1st, Richard Lawrence will appear on Evolution Revolution with a two-hour New Year special. During the first hour, Richard will guide you to unlock your psychic powers with his latest book release. And during the second hour, Richard will unveil the truth and mysteries about UFOs. Richard and I truly look forward to you joining us for a most special New Year's 2009 broadcast of Evolution Revolution. You can also find all other upcoming guests and their information, including links, on the homepage under Upcoming Guests at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com to include Eliza Dalian, Bob Getteline, Egan Sanders, Dr. Daniel Condren, Dr. Stephen Farmer, Karen Anderson, Dr. Eric Pearl, Stephen Lewis, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Neil Donald Walsh, Carol Obley, Dr. Amit Goswami, Dr. Teresa Martin, and Dr. Christine Madar, Ruth Probst, and Barbara Pan You can purchase all of the authors' books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution from some exciting guests and uplifting inspiration. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage or uploaded for free on iTunes by searching Evolution Revolution Podcast. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen to For downloading at no charge and include amazing talent such as Albert Clayton Golden, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Barbara Han Clow, Dr. Amit Goswami, Robert Bruce, Michael Tamura, Alan Arcieri, Neil Donald Walsh, Charles Virtue, David Robert Ord, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit my website under the clairvoyant reading page, which includes client testimonials and my contact information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. You can also find more on my new blog at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.blogspot.com for weekly postings and guest announcements for Evolution Revolution. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help us evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you are interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Radio Sponsors tab under www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Chrissy Blaze. Thank you so kindly, Chrissy, for your time and thorough depth into your great book, Superstar Signs. We appreciate Chrissy coming on this evening. It appears as if we've lost her and you can just explore Chrissy at www. much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of evolution revolution radio i wish you all abundant peace joy miracles and love today and always abundant angel blessings good night